It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. I'm going to jump right into it, but first let me tell you a little bit about what the show is going to be about today. First, I have Dan Schlossberg, who is an award-winning travel and sports journalist. He's been around for 48 years with a career that has spanned things from a travel writer to a sports writer, commentator, entrepreneur, and now author. He is author of the book called When the Braves Rule the Diamond, 14 Flags Over Atlanta. And I'm so excited to have him on the show today because the show today is going to be a little bit of uh, different things about, first of all, baseball, because it is baseball season now. But then we're also going to talk about a great place to go for summer vacation. And then we'll talk about something that's not so fun, which is bed bugs. But I'm going to get you all prepared for summer travel and how you can stay clear of those pesky bed bugs. But let's first jump in and hear an interview that I had with Dan Schlossberg author of When the Braves Rule the Diamond, 14 Flags Over Atlanta. Dan, it's so great to have you on the show. So thanks a lot for taking a little bit of time from your very extremely busy schedule because I know you're in town with lots of interviews and to promote your most recent book. And I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about travel. Actually, I want to talk about so many things with you. But I really want to first start off because you've had a really long, long career in journalism. And you look so young, so I don't know how you've done this. Maybe you started when you were two years old. But 48 years in journalism, I think I've read? Something like that. Yeah, I have a lot of energy. It keeps me young, keeps me active, makes me think. I get up early in the morning because I know when I wake up, I have a whole article written out of my head, and I have to get it on paper. And typing really fast helps, 150 words a minute. And, you know, I'm very energetic. I like to get things done, and the quietest times are early morning or late at night. I agree with you, but I'm not a morning person. I've become a morning person because I have three dogs. And regardless of what I feel, what's going on, they wake me up at 5.30 on the dot. I don't know how dogs know, but somehow they know exactly when the time is to wake me up. So I'm becoming a morning person. I just need to stay up and actually maybe get some things written. Well, first light wakes them up because I have two pets too. I have a dog and a cat. And first light, it's around 5.30 these days. <laughs> the animals say, feed me, feed me, walk me, whatever needs to be done. So I understand. Absolutely. Sounds like we have the same household or maybe the same pets and they go back and forth. But now I know you're also a longtime Braves fan and advocate. Oh, wow. He's showing me a watch. Yes, absolutely. Now, what, what year is that saying there? That is a 1995 World Championship watch. The only World Championship in the history of the city of Atlanta. And I'm hoping that eventually they win another one. But right now, you wouldn't know it, but <laughs> hopefully they'll come back. I sure hope so. You know, I have to admit now, this probably, I, I don't know, hopefully it doesn't stop the interview mid-sentence here, but I have not been a huge Brave fan, although I'm here in Atlanta. It's not that I wasn't a Braves fan. I just wasn't as much into sports as uh, some other things. But when I started working for the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau back in 1991, I was thrust full force into the Atlanta Braves because that's really when things start to turn around and start to happen for them. Right, 1991 is actually the 25th, this is the 25th anniversary of the 1991 team that remains the only team in Major League history 
to go from worst record in baseball one year to World Series participant the next year. So it's a great time for my book to come out because the book is all about the 14-year title streak, unprecedented in any professional sport. And that's why the book is out now. Now, the 14-year title streak, tell me a little bit more about that, especially for those folks out there listening, maybe a little bit like me that don't fully understand exactly how significant that is. Well, the baseball season is 162 games long. So this book is about a team that finished in first place for 14 consecutive 162-game seasons, which is the team equivalent of Cal Ripken's professional consecutive games playing streak which is well over 2,000 games. But this is the team equivalent. Nobody has come close in any professional sport to doing this. Wow, that is amazing. And to have been involved with Atlanta activities and events and things going on during that time, as I was with the Convention and Business Bureau and doing things with the Chamber, I mean, there was so much excitement around all of those games and all of those activities and things going on. Now, I do remember uh, there being one particular catch, I think by... Otis, Otis Nixon, who I'm going to see tomorrow because I'm doing a signing at BP Sports Collectibles in Marietta, and Otis Nixon and Alejandro Pena, who are both on that 1991 team, are going to be there too. Yeah, so do you remember that catch? Very vividly. <laughs> it was a remarkable catch. It was an impossible catch. Very deep to center field. He timed his jump perfectly, full extension, and he grabbed it. Amazing catch, and it saved a home run. It did, it did. I remember watching that and just being amazed. And of course, all the replays were just fantastic to see it. And shortly after that, I was working on a, a political campaign. He had a fundraiser at his house, so I got a chance to meet him. And of course, that's what everyone was talking about. So I think that is maybe part of his, definitely part of his legacy. Well, he was one Nixon I would have voted for. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe we still can. Yeah, we can all. get him to run. Write him in. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I know you do quite a few things uh, other than baseball, but I want to talk a little bit about your book because you do have a book out where you talk about uh, this great career that the, uh, that the Atlanta Braves have had. So your book is called When the Braves Ruled the Diamond, 14 Flags Over Atlanta. So tell me a little bit about your inspiration for writing this book. Nobody has ever written a book about this 14-year title streak, which is unprecedented and probably never will happen again. It's just too difficult now to finish in first place so many years in a row. Major League Baseball likes to brag about parity, meaning they've had so many different winners over so many different years. They have four rounds of playoffs now every year, and to win 14 years in a row, that is pretty cool and pretty amazing. And only three people, one of them the manager, one the pitching coach, and one was a pitcher, John Smoltz, wore the Braves uniform for the entire 14-year streak. Even Chipper Jones didn't do that. Well, Smoltz was one of my favorite uh, players. I did know a little bit about the players, so I don't know if that was just because I was in my 30s at that time and just, you know, wasn't married, so it's kind of good to know the players. But I do remember Smoltz and his eyes. He had nice eyes. I thought you were going to tell me about the tight uniform, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I probably noticed that as well, but somehow his, eye, somehow his eyes seem to be what I remember the most. But now I see your foreword here on the book is by Bobby Cox. Now, is, tell, tell me a little bit about that. When he first became manager of the Braves back in the 70s, they really were the bad news Braves. I mean, you could have made a movie about them. They were pathetic. The only thing they could catch was a cold. I mean, they were really, really bad. He was a young manager. Ted Turner hired him away from the Yankees where he was a coach and hired him as manager. And when he got fired in 1981, Ted Turner said, if Bobby Cox weren't the man getting fired today, he'd be the guy being hired. The guy they did hire to replace him was Joe Torre, who later went on to so much success with the Yankees. And ironically, Bobby Cox and Joe Torre both got into the Hall of Fame at exactly the same time in 2014. <laughs> 
<laughs> but now you're friends with him, or do you know him personally? I do know them personally, especially Bobby. When Bobby became the manager of the Braves, I wrote the first article about him. It was for Atlanta Magazine. Just a profile of the new young manager, the brash young manager in Atlanta. And he showed signs of being innovative and creative and getting the players to relate to him. And he went, after he got fired, he went to Toronto as manager there. And he was successful there, so much so that Ted Turner hired him back to be the general manager mm -hmm. and to build the farm system and bring in all those great young arms pitching-wise. Mm -hmm. And then Bobby, as general manager, went back to the field in the middle of the 1990 season and he did both jobs for half a year <laughs> until John Schuerholz came along as general manager and Bobby stayed on the field. Well, he, he really has had a great career. I mean, it's been fascinating to, you know, to watch his career. And like I said, the little bit that I was involved with the Braves, I mean, I could tell that he was really a dynamic guy with lots of talent. The funny thing is, Anita, that Bobby Cox has a record for the most ejections by any manager. He's a very mild-mannered, even-tempered guy mm -hmm. with the media, his family, friends. But when it comes to game situations where he thinks a call has gone against his team, mm -hmm. it's sort of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Cox. You know, I mean, he gets crazy. Yes. And he was ejected 185 times from regular season games oh, and three times from World Series, from postseason games. He's the only manager ever to be ejected from more than one World Series game. It's fascinating to hear all of this that Dan has been involved with with the Braves. And when we come back, we'll pick up where we left off with Dan Schlossberg, author of When the Braves Rule the Diamond, 14 Flags Over Atlanta. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. We're gonna cheer.